0: Hey guys welcome back to the heart and hustle podcast i am angelica yard
1: and i am charisma o'keefe and we are here every week showing you how to boss so hard live your best life and have some work-life balance especially for those of you that are entrepreneurs and creatives like we are
0: yep so welcome back um it has been oh i'm like when was our last episode it was last week it was with bobby um, it
1: wasn't that long but each week has felt like a month, a month. so yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like I haven't talked to Bobby now in two months clearly and it was last week so yeah but it was a good episode I hope you guys enjoyed I feel like the feedback we got was really good um, oh, it was such
1: a great episode I'm like gonna make her come on every few months now because I'm just like it just feels like I don't know she just she should have a podcast actually she just I don't know she's just you good know, whenever it, I talk to it, Bobby it, I feel like I can do anything you know
0: Yeah, she just, even if she does a 20-minute, like, girl, get your stuff together, Mm -hmm. like, kind of weekly, hey, this is my pep talk for you, I would describe, it's fine. Um, Absolutely. So, other than that, how has your week been since you're no longer here in the hottest place in the world? It's been (laughs) cold.
1: (laughs) Um, We actually have a snow day today, which is great, and we have a snow day, we had a snow day yesterday, so it was it was, like, so much snow yesterday that um, John actually, they canceled school, which is funny because they all work from home. So, like, the teachers work from home. The students are doing school from home. But yet, like, he got a message late at night and they were like, uh, yeah, we're going to cancel school. So today they're back in. But yesterday he actually had a snow day. So it was nice because he was like, home and he just I worked and he just cleaned while I worked so that that's my like uh dream situation is just like him being around all day to just support me while I work (laughs) like that's pretty awesome um but yeah it's it's been snowy the last two days but other than that it's just been like icy and rainy and I literally like can't stand the days where it's icy and rainy like if it's Super cold and dry, I'm fine because we can, like, go to a nice park, like, go walk around, whatever. And if it's snowy, I'm fine because, like, Valkyrie loves playing in the snow and it's beautiful. But if it's, like, ice rain and cold, it's absolutely terrible. It's, like, all the, like, rain things that we hate about Florida but then just make it, like, ice and freezing, like – it's just terrible. Oh,
0: no, I, remember. Um, I don't miss that. <laughs> yeah. that's what like
1: most days are like. Unfortunately, here, like it's so funny because everyone's like, "Oh, are you like going skiing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's not how it is here." Like, it's kind of in a weird spot where it's like. Because, you know, my my brothers and my mom are in New York City, so they'll get, like, a ton of snow. And my mom does not understand that, like, we have different climates. So she's like, why aren't you out in the snow? And I'm like, because we got an inch of snow, and then we just got, like, a ton of rain. Whereas they'll get, like, eight inches of snow, you know, and they're, like, in a winter wonderland. Um, or, like, my friends in Denver will be like, yeah, we're going skiing. Like, you should go skiing. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. there's not, like, there's just not that much snow here. Um, awesome. So, in yeah.
0: See, that's like, well, ski on what? <laughs> like, ski on what, friend? You can't ski yeah it. it's like Regina. it's definitely
1: more of like just a wet cold rainy climate yeah. um and you know it is what it is like i i knew that it would be that way but it is not enjoyable <laughs> um so i won't say that it is because it's not but i'm just ready for you know winter to be over and head into spring and we can you know just be outside a little bit more and spend time enjoying the cherry blossoms and stuff like that. Also like COVID restrictions are a lot more intense here, which is fine because at home I wasn't, or like in Orlando, I wasn't like going out and doing anything anyways. Uh, But people keep asking like, why aren't you out here doing this, that, and the other? And I'm like, girl, like we can't even do those things if we wanted to, which we don't, but like museums are not open. You know, restaurants are not open to full capacity, things like that. Like the restrictions here are, Uh, More like intense, but also like we feel safer, right? So when we do go to the grocery store and things like that, it's not like a super stressful uh, situation. Um, And then John is actually getting his second vaccine shot uh, this Saturday. Um, So we're excited about that. We kind of, I've planned for like Sunday to just kind of have. Like to just relax because he's getting it like Saturday um, in the in the morning like around eleven. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, like I'm just planning like a really chill weekend. Because I've heard the second shot can kind of, like, make you feel a little bit more tired than the first. He was a little tired the first day after the first shot. He actually, like, didn't want to eat dinner, which I was like, are you okay? Because anybody that knows John knows he's about that foodie life. Um, so I was like, okay, then he's going to be really tired this one. So we're just planning, like, a really chill weekend. I, I've pretty much pre, pre-planned food, pre-cleaned, all of those things, so that the weekend we can just chill. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a shout-out to John for getting his vaccines, and hopefully he's not gay. I've heard the second shot also made you a little tired. Like, my friend, she got a little bit of a fever.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's you been- know how boys are when they, like, men, when they get sick? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus over here, but the reality is is that when this man has a it's fever or a cold... It's a
0: stereotype that is unfortunately <sighs> true, and I would love... Yeah. Or there to be a man who's not this way because I don't, yes. I don't like gender specific stereotypes. Like obviously, gender it's really it's like a, it's uh, like a, I think it would be. A,
1: I'm not even sure if it's a straight man thing or not, though, because I'm like I have no, Damon in my life who act the same way. <laughs>
0: has really nothing to do with any, it just really, I don't think I've met personally a man, gay, straight, whatever, non-asexual who's been sick like, it's fine, I'm coming to work, like, I'm gonna blow my nose and get over it. That's why I I was
1: like, we're gonna, like, I can't, like, I was like, we need to clean, we need to, like, get this weekend And, and the beginning of next week, like, prepped because you know, he's not going to be worth anything this weekend, which is fine. Um, But I was just like, let's prep for that. That way, like, you know, I'm not asking you to do anything. You're not expected to do anything. You can just rest. You can just sleep. And, you know, life will be easy. I will have to take out Valkyrie by myself, which I'm not, like, super pumped about um, because with snow and ice and all that, that can be uh, interesting. But I'll make it. I'll be all right. I
0: believe in you. I believe in you. Um, Yeah. I also...
1: I was gonna say I dropped candles today and I want to say that before I forget because I did do a new code for our listeners, which is boss so hard and it's a 15% discount, which is more than like the discount that I'm offering on Instagram for everybody else. So make sure um, I've released five different candles um, that are re-releases because people have been like, I want this candle back. So um, I really re-released five new candles. Released five older candles that we've had in the past, but we haven't had for a while because we went through holiday and all that. Um, and three of them are benefiting Cast Member Pantry, um, which is a local place in Orlando that is helping cast members who are past cast members who've been like let go of Disney because Disney let go of how many people was it? I can't even remember. It was a real like it, w- it was in two ways, it was a really thousand large amount, a yeah. Large thousand yeah, it was a really large amount. There were two waves of it. And a lot of them just were let go um, officially like this, like on j- January 1st, yeah. like a lot of them had their contracts yeah. expire, whatever, and they weren't renewed. And a lot of them are struggling, obviously, because there's no jobs, you know, in Orlando, like to get there's, you know, there or there's limited jobs anyways, like there's limited resources. Jobs exactly. All. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if if you were in that industry, there's nothing else in that industry to go do. Like, um, and then if one job would open up, now you have like you know thousands of people vying for that one position. So, not that anything is, um, they're just closing more and more things and having more you know restrictions, which makes sense. But um, but yeah, it's 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 just a lot. I really wish that Disney would have kept people on. I think that they would have had the money to be able to figure it out, but you know, they're not, or I wish that they would have put pressure on, cause you know, Disney is big enough that they can put pressure on local government in Orlando and in Florida and say, Hey, we've got to take care of these people, you know, our past, you know, customers or whatever. Let's, let's, do something. And, and of, of course they're not, I don't, I, I don't know what Disney's doing or not doing. I'm just saying they're not, They're not doing it not, a lot enough. I know people personally who have been affected by this, who have been let go by Disney and they're personally not getting support. So I don't want to speak for the entire company and everything going on with that. But I will just say those people that I know are kind of just, you know, they're like, all right, we'll get some unemployment and good luck and, and call it a day. Um, and even that, like you can only get for so long and the system has been backed up before a lot this year. So yeah, customer pantries just kind of jumped in and been that in between. That's like, Hey, we're going to help you. We're going to make sure that you have food in your cupboard. We're going to make sure you're okay. And they have like directly helped people that I know personally. So I'm excited to give them money. And I'm actually three of my candles um, that all kind of have a Disney feel to them um, are going to be benefiting cast member pantry. So, and that'll be from now until for a while until it's not needed, um, which I hope is soon. I hope we all get vaccinated and everything gets, you know, straightened out, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, and just, I think for background, because a lot of people, if you don't live in California, if you don't live in Florida, and you're not one of the, and I'm I'm not even gonna see if you are because there are Disney fans, quote unquote, and those people, <laughs> you people. Um the the issue with the layoffs here at Disney, these layoffs because Disney had major layoffs in 2010, 2011, around that time, like just 2010, so 2019. Yeah, had some, some big layoffs because we were in a you know recession. So they had some layoffs that were uh you know, pretty upsetting because they did lay off a lot of um, people who had been there for a long time. And that's what happened now. It's like those people who kind of survived that last wave, you know, who've mm-hmm. been there for 20, 25 years, 15, 20. They, that's all they've done, known. They've only worked at one company. And that's what you're told. And that's what we've been told is that if you're loyal to a company and you help build it up, the company will take care of you. And time and time again, capitalism has yeah. taught us it's very rarely the case and i really only know one part like my grandfather's probably the only person that i know specifically that worked for a company his whole life and the company literally took care of him in death like that's one the only case Disney is yeah. one of those examples where people had this issue and they worked there and disney kind of was like hey i'm so sorry we can't do anything and they could have done a little bit more but they didn't and these people yeah were, and a lot of these people are older and kind of uh, Yes, like
1: that's the thing is like I think a lot of people think it's like younger people Not that that's okay either because Younger Imagine
0: people being a 45 year old mom yeah. And you're in high school getting ready to go to college And you got a college fund, now you got to take out the college fund You have this mortgage, mm-hmm. you, have this mortgage. you got two cars Because you got to, you know, commute when you work at this thing. You can't walk to disney like that's not a thing you have to have a car when you work at disney so you know you have these responsibilities that disney took care of you had great insurance because disney has amazing insurance and that's gone out the window you may have a child that has during During a health pandemic. pandemic i'm like there's so many things that people don't think about instead of thinking that florida's um or we only rely on tourism which we shouldn't we shouldn't we should have a local government that does also support small businesses but unfortunately didn't and, and this is kind of the outcome and now we're seeing what happens when you decide to do your own thing. So, I speaking think speaking of
1: is- I say speaking of doing your own thing, Texas.
0: Uh well, well before I get to Texas, um I did want to say about the I had I dropped like a, a mini collection for four for paper because we didn't talk about it last week and I should be better at telling <laughs> you that there's stuff on the store like you're not going there every day to refresh. There's stuff on the store. I'll put a link in us always use the hashtag. I mean, the coupon code so hard. I think that's what we were, I was using, and then you'll save money. And then, um, I think Thursday. Well, there's a if you're interested in, in WordPress and you are a person of color, specifically female identifying or a, a woman, come see me, and I can get you into a Slack group because I'm doing a presentation this Thursday, um, in our happy hour group. But Ebony uh, and Allie have been so amazing in creating this community for women to talk safely and talk shop about WordPress because it's such a big, it's 33% of the internet. And now we have our own little group where we kind of hang out and avoid all of the crazy. And if you didn't know, uh, like women of color are behind the White House site. Women of color are behind Automatic. Like the leaders in Automatic and in WordPress are women of color. So it's kind of like, you don't need to be a white dude in WordPress to be successful the people who are actually making stuff happen are people of color are women of color. So it's kind of nice. Cause I'm like, I can just get all my major news and information that I need to know from the people who are actually working directly mm-hmm. with the product. <laughs> like if you build the white house, site, I feel like I don't need to know anything else from anyone else. Like white, like, I can't tell. Right? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, Texas, we're going to move on. Cause you're, you're in snow. Texas right now is suffering from winter storms, severe, uh, infrastructure uh, you know issues because they receded they succeed like they have their own power grid yes and one of the bigger issues with the storm that happened is that they their power grid is unstable and they don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it and they've been having rolling blackouts to try to conserve the power because it would be too expensive to keep power on uh. yes it's
1: it's it's a mess nope. you know it's They don't have a strong enough power grid. And like, I I do see people that are like, oh, well, that's why like Texas is a red state and blah, blah, it's their fault. Here's the thing we've seen from Georgia that like voter suppression is real and voter suppression often, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it often (laughs) stops us from being able to have effective leaders in the South. I know, like, it's so wild to me because like people are like, oh, like someone literally said to me, Oh like you must be so excited to move to the DC area because like now you'll have friends that actually like know about politics and stuff and are liberal and I'm like what like all of my friends in Orlando and and Various areas: Nashville, Texas, Austin area, and and Dallas area, and Houston. All my friends from the South know about politics and are actively involved. Probably some of them more involved than my friends in the North, or at least equal to. Um, but the reality is, is that voter suppression is here and it is well alive, and and it's something that literally, like, people have to fight. You know, every single every single election in the South, right? And and we've seen that, and we've seen how much work it took how much work it took from all these amazing black women in Georgia to be able to do what they did. But like not every state has, the capacity has the people that have the capacity to do that work. And all the people are working, but it's just like bigger systems are working against them, right? So that's why Texas is in the situation that they're in. They don't have a strong enough power grid. They don't have enough snow, snow plows. They don't have, um, you know, an assault to assault sidewalks and rows. They don't have pipes that can sustain these temperatures. They don't have roofs that are strong enough to hold you know, tons and tons and tons of snow. (laughs) Yeah, because the houses aren't built that way. Just like if tomorrow there was a hurricane in, you know, I don't know, like, The Midwest, or something, those houses wouldn't be made the same way that they're made in Miami to be able to withhold, you know, hurricanes. So, all houses are made like that's why so many houses in South Florida are very flat and low to the ground and have those weird shutters over them. It's because of hurricanes. So, a lot like a lot of people, you know, I think will make fun of people in different regions and be like, oh, you guys, this and that. And it's like, no, because we're just not equipped to handle that, you know, like certain areas aren't equipped to handle that. So, where I'm at right now, it's like I see it every day that we have every time that it's about to snow, there's Tons of snow plows that are making their way out to prepare for tomorrow. They're salting the sidewalks at literally five, six AM in the morning. Like they, they know how to deal with it and they have the tools to deal with it here, but they don't have the tools to deal with it in Texas, which is why Texas is in the situation that they're in right now, which is a very scary situation because I have a friend in Austin. Thank goodness. He literally moved there. I'm not kidding. He moved the day this started. It was terrible. Uh, But His apartment was like out of power and everything, but thankfully he has family there. So he went to go stay with them and they were prepped and prepared. And then I have a friend in Houston who was out with power for two days. And on the third day, his power came back on. So they took hot showers, they ate food, like all those things. But it's just kind of like touch and go. Um, And then I have a friend in Tennessee and Nashville who her driveway is a frozen block of ice and she can't go anywhere right now because <clears throat> they don't have like enough like salt and all that for everything. So yeah. when it yeah.
0: snows where my, my grandmother lives, cause she lives on a hill when it's icy, and, mm. you know, they don't, you don't go, you don't leave. Uh, you just can't like your car won't go down the hill. You'll go down the hill and fall into the river on the other side and die. Like I just don't, yeah. you know, people don't understand that the South isn't made for these weathers and this is all because you know climate change is real spoiler yeah. alert like with you know this has a lot to do with the, the governments also choosing not to put these infrastructures in place because they yes. think that climate mm-hmm. change is not a real thing exactly. and so therefore they hee hee he- he- ha ha laugh at California for having wildfires because that's their problem for being liberal or whatever and then you know this stuff happens in the South where we have really bad winter storms, or even here in Florida, our heat has gotten so bad, and, like, our hurricanes are getting worse. We're only, uh, you know, one or two hurricane seasons away from having a real issue, and I can tell you right now there are lots of places that they keep building up because they keep building these little rinky-dinky apartments that are not built to withstand um, really bad storms or any tornadoes or anything, so it just kindness is a virtue be a kind person we'll put some links to resources um some of the places you can vimo that are providing aid right now there are a lot of warming houses like there's a bunch of little like instagram things as instagram does as twitter does and so mm-hmm. i'll try to compile a list of that stuff and if you are in texas if you are listening to this for some reason like thank you <laughs> we are thinking of you we hope you guys are doing better i know this weekend you have more snow more cold weather to come um, just do what you can please don't do not sit in a garage with your car running. Like I think I didn't realize that so many people didn't know that's a thing you should not do. Um, carbon monoxide poisoning is real. It's very sneaky. You can't detect it. It will take you out without you knowing. Um, so it's the same thing with space heaters. Make sure you have enough space and cause those things can also heat up and cause a uh, carbon monoxide emission as well. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely. we'll
1: definitely, I would say we'll definitely share resources. And if you are in Texas and you have like resources that are local uh, that you want to let us know about, let us know and we'll add them to the show notes and we'll add them on social as well.
0: Yeah, because Texas is big. And I also think people don't understand that it's like, it, yes. it, it's a large state. So there's several different places that have to collect fun so it's like people are kind of like oh why can't i just give money to like relief for like sometimes floor things happen here you can kind of give money to one place it's like texas is gigantic there's no way to spread that money across equally Mm -hmm. so that's why there's so many different little hubs in these um major cities but moving on to another issue that's been an issue. I, mean, I don't know if I think we've talked about it a little bit, you know, covering just the pandemic and probably at the beginning of the American pandemic, yeah. And restaurants more so than the violence because mm-hmm. we were talking about how people have been racist. For, spoiler, everything that happens bad in this country is white supremacy. So that's why we have gerrymandering and, and all this stuff. That's why Texas is the way it is. And also, this is why this, uh, this issue of hate crimes against Asian Americans and Pacific Islander people are coming up more and more. If you've seen some of these videos on social, they're super disturbing. It's a lot against elders. I've even seen some things against young people. It's not just elder, but it's mainly the elder abuse that's really disturbing and distressing because what can you do when you're an old person? You know what I mean. Like if you're older, you're frailer, you're weaker, you're by yourself. You're already risking your life to go out in a pandemic anyway, and all of a sudden people are pushing you, or throwing you to the ground, or slashing your face, or calling you names, or whatever. Like it's just it's gotten out of hand, and I don't know if there's some group of people who are like excited to do these. I don't. I don't understand where this is coming from as a person. It's very strange. I'm noticing that there's it's happening a lot in New York City. Um, yeah, so New York City, I. I and mainly, like the how, like Oakland, San Fran, and New York, yeah, States, like, yeah, large issues. Um, but I mean, even here, I've seen, I have visually seen people, micro my, my people's microaggressions towards Asian people out and about, like just during the, especially the early days of the pandemic, etc. Even now, still, and it's, like, it's in. I can't, I can't even, you guys, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be like, every time you listen to this podcast, you're like, I can to one day. You're going to come in here. I'm going to be fully like, I'm done. I'm over it. But this is ridiculous. I don't, there's no logical thinking or reasoning behind these attacks. I've never, I don't understand how you would push a person who is a senior citizen down to the ground. I don't get, and just like run by and do it. Like, I'm like, how did you even, how? I don't want to know because I don't want to rationalize your thinking. But I will say, if you see people abusing or being aggressive, or you hear your friends or you're your friend's family, or you see somebody posting yeah. on social, you need to call these people out. You need to call them. And
1: people. even like call people out when it's not even that extreme. Like yeah, you because like, it starts with, yeah, it starts over time and it starts with like, you know, Um, stereotypes and that sort of thing. So like the model minority myth where, you know, people act like all Asian people are the exact same and they're all like, you know, smart or, you know, whatever stereotypes, I'm not going to list the rest of them. Um, Call those out, you know, when people are saying that, you know, associating Asian people, um or Chinese people specifically with the virus, you need to call that out. Like you need to call out those little things because over time the little things become It's just vacations. your ignorance creates mm-hmm. the
0: hatred in your heart. And what's crazy me yeah. is that a lot of the people who have been attacked have not been Chinese. So it's even because you know the type of people that do
1: that—they can't tell anyone apart, anyways.
0: Your racism is exactly so blinded by the hate in your heart that we got from our previous leader. This is where it came; it didn't come Mm from our previous leader in this terminology that he was asked multiple times to stop utilizing, and Mm -hmm. until he was gone, and probably right now on the golf course somewhere, he's still saying it. So. I physically, like, if you think these things, if you were, like, just in your heart, if you are trying to compare to BL like, the, also the compare and contrast to, like, to BLM and, like, oh, well, they, they these people can deal with it on their own or da, da, da. I'm like, this is not, stop letting divi- the division of white supremacy create this hatred in our hearts. Like, this is ridiculous. We have real systemic problems to yeah. deal with. Um, And I know this is your business podcast and you didn't ask for this preaching on climate change and social But it's, you know, it's definitely important. And I think that with us,
1: yeah, and with us being like, you know, a, a Black podcast, like to me, it's so important that, we are all sta- like to me, like it's a it's a white supremacy issue at, at the core, which most of these issues are, even like climate change and things like that. Even things that don't have to do with race can can be traced back to white supremacy That's oftentimes. A, every
0: single issue. Um, in
1: so, can you be know, I think it's yeah, it's so important to stand with like the Asian American community and give them our support. Um And, you know, just be there for them and make sure that they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel supported. This is a really great time um, to maybe switch up your weekly grocery trip and go to an Asian market. First of all, you'll be doing you be giving yourself a treat because they're amazing. Um, we're surrounded by them in the area that we're in which is fantastic, but if you're in Orlando, uh, you, also a- <laughs> like, like, you also are, like- Orlando, say, you are
0: surrounded. Like I'm like You also are, but I'll say the one that I
1: really prefer is um on Mills across yeah. from I'm like down 192. And-
0: yeah so
1: that's like my favorite one but yeah there's there's definitely a lot of ways to support so that's a good one obviously supporting like asian artists asian creatives just just resharing things like number one about obviously about what's going on but also just like uplifting the community as well just like with black history month it's like you know yes we like to like you know, pay homage to where what our ancestors have done and what they've been through. But we also like to celebrate joy too and not always just talk about the hard things that we've been through and that we currently have to go through. Sometimes we just want to be like joyous. So also like uplift that community as well and, you know, celebrate the things that are just wonderful about that community. So just make sure you're doing that, um, everyone. And if you are, um, you know, someone who's experiencing um, you know, Asian American, you know, hate and aggression and stuff right now from white people or whoever's doing it. I'm, I'm sorry to assume that it's white people, but I, I don't know. Um, but let us know ways that uh, you know that we can support you for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely amplifying voices, speaking up, um, supporting in your community, that sort of thing. That that needs to be something we're all doing right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, with the um, with arts in terms of reading, go. Read Everything by Grace Lee Boggs. She's an Asian American activist who was really instrumental in just being a part of movement and getting things done, especially when it came to civil rights movement. Um, I cannot think of a better person. There's so many you know, amazing independent films right now that are out that we kind of saw the resurgence of like why it's important to support. Asian American art with Parasite last year who took home you know the best picture in the, the Academy Awards just because so it's one of the better things and it just if there's a whole bucket of artists you just it's my I guess my biggest call out is because I had a lot of people say I'd never heard about this I didn't know this was happening didn't see what was happening and that's when you can't you don't hear about something happening in the community that means you're your sources are not diversified. Say so you're following the wrong so people. You have to <laughs> Once again, as we asked you to diversify your feed to support Black people last year after George Floyd, I mean that with w- not just Black people, women or Black people. I mean that with yeah. every person. Like you need to follow mm-hmm. people in your social, if social media is important to you, if podcasts are important to you. If you listen to our podcast, also go listen to a podcast by an Asian American woman. <laughs> like Go listen to a podcast by a Latino woman. Like You don't need to... Just listen to this certain group of people and think that we're going to be a monolith for all races because we won't be. Yeah, listen to other Black women besides us. Yeah, you know, every every person has their own experience, but it just it's very important for you to diversify your feed. Look at different artists. Look at different. Listen to different music. Watch different movies from people who do not look like you, and you're less likely to be ignorant about things that are happening outside of your bubble because then your bubble includes you know, pretty much everyone. So um, we'll put some links with the resources there. I definitely recommend following Stop A- AAPI Hate. They've kind of been most consistent in kind of sharing out some thought, thought processes and things to do to help support and some of the rallies that have been happening. And you can now sign up to volunteer to um, shop for elders in certain community in Chinatowns. Um, so those have been really good. So we'll put some links there too, because I know there, I, I, you may be like us if you do listen to this podcast where you're like, I feel like nobody else is, compiling resources or it just is kind of all over the place or maybe the podcast you've been listening to I'm covering but we just want to make sure that you were aware and we can be able to assist but today we kind of want to talk about podcasting because we haven't talked about podcasting we in a really long time and I a thought very about long time. Um, this morning as I was like I need to come up with an episode <laughs> and I was like we haven't talked about podcasting it's been five years and we kind of want to go over a what we learned and how we can be helpful for people who are starting podcasts. I do have a lot of friends who have started podcasts this year, which is really exciting. So I'm hoping that I can be more helpful in this arena.
1: I feel like every year since we started um, has been a great year to start a podcast. Like literally every year since we started, there's been more and more people joining the podcasting community. Um, so it's definitely not something that's slowed down at all. So it's uh, you know definitely if you're thinking about, I've seen brands that have been around for, you know, 12, 15 years that have just started a podcast this year. Um, so if you're kind of on the fence about whether or not it's a good fit for you, it most likely is because it's such a great way for your customers, your clients, whoever, um, to connect with you in just a more organic and a more, like intimate way, basically. Um, And then if you're trying to do it from a creative aspect, or you're trying to explore something or whatever, I think there's just something to be said to be able to like speak about something. I always like, I've always loved writing and I'm, I'm big into that, but I don't know. You can just convey your message a little bit differently when people can actually hear you. They can hear the inflections in your voice. They can hear the sincerity in what you're saying. So I think there's something really powerful about that. Um, so definitely if you're on the fence, I think you should go ahead and jump over the fence
0: um so we are gonna be talking a little bit about longevity because we have been here for a bit longer and a lot of the questions that i get and i don't know if you get these as well i'm Mm -hmm. sure yeah how are you still doing this and why like well how do you continue to do this for so long it doesn't get boring does it not get monotonous how do you guys keep it interesting how do you switch it up and so um one of the good like the things that you have to do early on is just establish consistency and i think we get that really early on is being like mm-hmm. okay well every tuesday we're going to record so we can release on wednesdays and that was our format for a very long time and getting that you know into our lifeblood i think that's why when we did have a hiatus it wasn't that difficult to jump back in it because we had that you know consistency before and it was just like okay now we need to make the time to be able to do that and do it well and that's one thing that i do like about us is that we we're not Trying to force ourselves to do something when we don't have the time to do it. And I think that's yeah. what happens with burnout and with podcasting. Kind of the podcast become less interesting is that you're forcing yourself to do it because you are consistent. But at some point you do need to regroup, take a step back, think about what you're doing and make sure you just have the time in your life. Your life is outside is overwhelmed with things then you don't have time and that's okay. And this is not the season for you to do it, but you can start laying the groundwork to do it. Or you can take a break and say, Hey listeners, I'm going to be back in like three months. I just need a break. I need a break to get my life in order. There's no reason to force yourself to do something that you're not interested in doing. So I definitely think establishing the consistency early on is very helpful to help you continue to do something uh, consistently.
1: And remember that consistency looks different for different people. So for us, we are a weekly podcast, but there are podcasts that are bi-weekly, There are podcasts that are monthly and there are podcasts that do seasons. So I think that the most important thing is letting your audience know how you're going to show up and continuing to show up in that way. So if you do seasons and you're like, hey, we drop three seasons a year and it's going to be at these times, then just make sure that you're actually doing that. Um, so n- like, be honest with yourself in how you can be consistent. And set up like a routine to where you can't fail to be consistent. And for me, routines is like a big part of it because I know how many days a month I need to go in and check, um, you know, who are upcoming guests? Like, have I heard back from them? You know, did they send in their, um, you know, headshot and bio? Did that, did I send that along to you? Um, did I write the episode yet? Have I sent out the episodes? Like it's, I, it's just certain things that I like, I know I have to do and I do them in a batch way. I do them all at once. So, I will write, like, you know, five episodes in one day because it's just I'm in that, like, episode writing thing. Or if I'm like, oh, these are the people that we really want to have on, I'll reach out to them all at once. So for me, like, batch doing things is the only way I can really get things done. Um, Whereas you are really good – I mean, you can batch do things, but you can also – know that you have to do certain routines like every week and what things one at a time. Like for example, every week when you edit, I think if I had to edit once a week, then it would never get done. um, Because I would be like, no, I I need to edit like five at a time or that's it. Um, So just know like how you work and, and what you're like more capable of when it comes to consistency um, so that you can do that. Are there times I do a one-off, you know, I like one-off tasks or whatever, sure, absolutely. But I know that I'm not going to do well with being consistent with that unless I'm doing batch stuff because that's just how I really, really like to work. So know how you like to work to create those routines, to create consistency.
0: Yeah, and I will say, but so if you are, you have, you're your own producer and you have to, edit and do the art and post on social etc cetera, etc cetera. um templatizing everything obviously is the only way you can get things done there's no way you can create a brand new thing every week and get it if you want to that's fine like if you got that time great but over time you're gonna get burned <laughs> out because of how you're creating so many processes for yes. yourself and early on i knew that like social graphics just need to be a template and a look and feel and being able to switch that out and having obviously a branding system, an identity system that was easy to follow. We use certain colors. We use some certain fonts. Uh, I have a templating for the episodes, like whether we have a guest, whether we don't have a guest, when we have an ad, those are already done. And so that way I don't have to spend time trying to figure that out you just drop the audio in. I already know how I want to edit the audio. I think the only thing that's been probably the most Time on, so to speak, it's just kind of editing, getting out some of the little clicks or background noises or whatever that may come up that we can't do anything about, or if our guests have an issue. And uh, maybe now that we do kind of the audiograms, that process is not as short as I would prefer. It has nothing to do with, you know, it is what it is, but it is a nice bonus because you guys can get a little extra preview. Yeah, the I of love you know, those.
1: Audio. I have no idea how they're made, but I love when I get the, I my email with that, I'm too. like, they're so cool. <laughs>
0: There's a template, which is nice. Again, it everything, but still it has to read the audio for you. You know, it transcribes it. I have to go in and edit the transcription and make sure it's not, you know, it hears people well. I think it, Bobby's transcription has probably been the easiest one that it's ever transcribed, which another, like, glowing review for Bobby being able to just do do things well. Um, yes. But yeah, I think templizing your system, we have a template for our schedule, we have a template. I mean, we just pretty Everything. much came up with these systems that we talked about before. We have an episode on systems that we use to help establish that consistency as well. So, if you want to do something, you know, to, regardless of like Christmas said, if you're doing it once a month, if you're doing it every day, because there's people who do podcasts every day, you still need to have some sort of systems in mine that can help you run that day-to-day operations and help you keep your tasks straight so that if i can't do something i can easily send the file to you and you could be able to do it like i can edit the odd david edited audio i can have him do it and send you the audio to upload and then he could like you could edit the you know social graphics you're not you know what I mean? yeah. like it's and easy enough for you to be able to say okay i just a picture in right here it's mm-hmm. not uh, difficult so you also want to make sure that if you are working alone and maybe you may want to hire someone at some point to come and take this over that you have stuff set up in a way that's just easy to have someone else do it yeah having
1: Um, that almost almost like automation in a sense um, is just really smart in any business because like you said at any point in time anyone can jump jump in and For the most part do anyone else's uh job um and obviously if we hired someone specifically for that they'd be already good at that they'd that'd be one of their skills and we just say oh this is how we do it and that's that's that
0: yep so the other thing that we've done which i think we especially i feel like last year we really the the last year we had like two was 2017 2018 and then last year i feel like we really did a good job of solidifying because of experience, of course, uh, the guests we wanted, the experience we wanted. And last year, we really kind of narrowed down to a really shorter time, uh, which was, you know, forced on us, but it actually worked out very well. I'm <laughs> like, actually, yeah. this this limit actually works. So then it means that our interviews are more concise. We are asking really good questions. We have guests who are really informed on their subject matter. And it's, you know, it's hard because sometimes I do want to talk to people who are just starting out and things, but it is, difficult to get really good quality content sometimes from people who are just starting out just because they're nervous or they just don't have enough experience. So having these people like Bobby who've been in the game for, I won't say how many years, I'm not aging her on (laughs) this podcast again, but you know, she, she knows her stuff. And so it was very easy to throw even like random questions at her and she gets it and she understands. Yes. Which is,
1: that's a big thing that we wouldn't do with certain people. That's such a good point because it's like, you know, we send the guests, you know, uh, an outline and they have time to prepare. And we really try to avoid asking in the moment questions because we don't want to throw them off their game. But Bobby's someone that we can really relax with and just have a full conversation. And like, if something comes up on the fly, which it often does, we're like, oh, hey, let me ask you this. Whereas other people, it would be a whole thing where they'd be like, oh, I didn't prepare a thing for that, you know. So sometimes, like, that is the benefit of having those seasoned guests. And it's, again, it's not that we don't want to talk to new people, but when we're trying to create like the best quality content for you all, that's kind of where you want is you want like people that are seasoned. Now there are like expectation or not expectations. What's the what word I'm looking for? Why is my mind going exceptions. blank? Exceptions. There we go. There's that yeah. word.
0: You've been doing it for so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's exceptions. Um, And I think that that's normally when we know someone personally and then they start a business because then when we bring them on, we already know them and they have a more comfortable time speaking with us. I think a really good example of that is um, when we talked to Marley um, from Marley's Menu. She was super comfortable with us. She's an Orlando local. I've known her forever. So I knew that she would do well with it
0: but whatever girl I don't believe yeah it. I like, know
1: but she sword. is it's so wild yeah. like she so her job before was she worked at an eyeglass place is like completely different and then it shut down because COVID so you know she but she's not new to being creative and I mean because when I when I met her she was a stylist and uh so we worked together and and that's how I knew her and so I already knew she was comfortable like in that creative world she's comfortable doing things on the fly and having to like adapt and fly by the seat of her pants right so i knew that she'd be a good fit but a lot of times if it's somebody that's brand new to something and neither of us have talked to them before it's probably going to be a bit of a awkward interview
0: yeah so if you are by yourself um have show notes we always have show notes I even mean, if you have guests just have show notes it mm-hmm. keeps you on track Keeps you on target you know you can be concise that helps keep the content fresh and it helps you from rambling because what happens with podcasting, especially when you're a new podcaster, you can't, if you don't have a, a like, guide to keep you on track, you just start talking <laughs> and then, you know, you're talking about groceries or something. And I'm like, we to- have a script and we still ramble. <laughs> I mean, we ramble, but we still, it's very easy for us to yeah. get back on track. We're like, okay, nobody cares about Exactly um so it's it's easy to get back on track so having that script and also for your guests another thing yes. is you kind of have to have a little bit of second intuition of how people operate because you sometimes people just freeze up it's just it is what it is it's like stage fright it's the same feeling it's the anxiety of being in front of somebody and knowing it so people sometimes do just freeze up in the middle of interviews and they kind of give short answers or one word answers and you kind of have to be your, your your host and kind of put your host hat on and just keep it moving and don't make it awkward. Don't make them feel uncomfortable, but just really try to ease them out of that anxiety because we do have yes. guests that come on that have anxiety, who are anxious about being here. And it's up to you if you have a guest to make somebody comfortable. It's not really the guest's job to bring 100% of their A-game because they won't have it if you're a bad interviewer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like If you're a bad interviewer, the interview is going to be garbage, as we've learned with all of these Diane Sawyer interviews that have been re up, mm-hmm. uh, how she was interviewing celebrities. It's just like, you know, you get the outcome that you put in. So um, Yeah. And I would also say,
1: like, know when to say no to a guest that doesn't align with your message, yeah. because if you're not excited about who you're interviewing, um, then you're probably not yeah, going to have to be interview. bad.
0: Yeah. It's going to be bad. I can tell you, if you want to DM me, I'll tell you which ones I didn't want to do. And I can tell you that they weren't good. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is and what then, it is. Like, I was gonna
1: say like same thing with a topic, like a topic or a trend or, a, you know, whatever's going on, like know when to say no to that. Like, even if you're like, obviously if your audience is asking for it, like consider it, but if it's really not for you, like you have to know your voice well enough to say, you know, that's just
0: not going to be the right fit for me. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we've we talked about Clubhouse a little bit on the podcast, but we're j- probably not in, in any near future going to have a 45-minute episode talking about Clubhouse unless I'm talking to the people who created it. You know what I mean? Like, it's right? not, that's not a thing that we either, one of us are super interested in talking about. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, so, uh, you know, and again, like you said, we had a listener question about it, so we kind of talked about it. Um, but we... There's just things that we don't care about and we won't be, and it's just not going to be great. Like it just won't, it will be a, a garbage episode. So I definitely agree. in sticking to things that you have, you feel comfortable talking about. Don't pressure yourself into talking about things. If you don't want to talk about current events or politics or whatever, don't do it. Like you don't have to. There's nothing that says you are bound to talking about those things. And a lot of podcasts don't. And that's totally fine. Stay on trend with what it is that you want to talk about and don't feel pressured to do certain things. You don't have to turn into a pop culture. Pop. I know that's like sort of a, uh, in the joke in black podcasting is that uh, black podcasts sometimes do become pop culture podcast, and we also, you know, talk about pop culture sometimes. But it's kind of That's cause because we want black to. culture. <laughs> and, hey, we want to, but also black culture is so unique that sometimes it's kind of like if something major happens, it's hard not to talk about it when your audience is also black and they want to. They want to hear your opinions on it, so. That It is what, it, you know, you can feel that over time you'll learn and you'll have your voice. But I think early on, just again, having those notes, kind of record yourself and see how long your answers are or how long you're talking, because sometimes you feel like you're talking a lot and it's been 30 seconds and uh, just get yeah. comfortable in it. Just take, it's just, I feel like it's just practice at that point. Um, but yeah, it, growing a community <laughs> is a, a, another thing. And I feel like it's so unique because we do have listeners, they're out there. We don't know who all of them are. (laughs) And so this is something I feel like we still are kind of trying to do. And that's what I think with the help of transitioning to a Patreon, we'll be able to get better feedback. Mm -hmm. People feel a little less shy about it because they're like, I'm giving you $5 or whatever it is a month. We can tell you what we want you to talk about, how we can be more helpful and more targeted in that space. Um, but we, I feel like we do at least have some faithful listeners who reach out and say, hey, how are you guys doing? I hope you're well. You send us money, you know, that type of thing. And we appreciate it. And I think that's just coming from, again, the benefits of having good content and consistency equal a community.
1: Yeah. So I think that a lot of our listeners are shy and quiet, um, but that it makes sense because INFJs. <laughs> Um, they, they attract INFJs. So that's not super surprising to me. I follow a lot of podcasts that I never speak out and reach out to as well. Like I obviously like listen and, you know, like all their things and stuff like that, but I don't necessarily, but that's, you know, that's a little bit of INFJ life. So I I get it. Um, But when you can talk to your audience, talk to your audience, we do have listeners that do reach out to us. What I've noticed is that our listeners are definitely people that like more slide into your DMS where they can have like a private conversation. And over the years, more and more listeners have slid into our DMS and it's been great. Um, Because we've been able to have those like private conversations that I think, I mean, all conversation is great, right? But like for me, somebody who does thrive and really enjoy like private, like small conversations or small groups of people, it is really great, actually. And I I completely get where people are coming from. So it's nice because I feel like when people slide into your DMs, like you get to get closer that much faster because you can just talk about all the things and whatever. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate and love that. So, Yes, keep keep sliding into our DMs, but I love when people do that because it makes it easier to support your audience. Like so one of the things you really want to do is support your audience and make sure that, you know, you started this podcast so that people can hear you talk and there's a reason, like your podcast has a purpose, right? And you want an audience, like that's. If not, then there's really not a point in the podcast. It's just you talking. You don't need to record that. You could just do that out loud in your home, right? Why put in all the extra effort? <laughs> so you're putting in all this effort. So you want an audience. You want to connect them. You want to make sure that you're being of service to them. So being able to grow that community allows you to be able to have those conversations to say, hey, what you know, what should we do next? Where should we take this next? What is it that you need? How can I be in service of you? How can I, you know, get you to that next level? How can I level up your business? How can I make you put imposter syndrome to bed forever? How can I make you feel confident? How can I help you transition your business into something different? That's your why. Like that's your why of why you're getting on and And, you know, having these conversations and why you're putting in the effort to edit the podcast, to market the podcast, to write the episodes, everything that is your why. So I think that like, really, it comes down to your audience is your why and how you want to help them is your why. And that's where that community building comes, you know, into play. So just make sure that you're continuing to talk to them, continuing to support them, being of service and remembering why you started your podcast in the first place.
0: So you know, we're gonna transition a little bit into what we've learned because we we're we're a little we're in kindergarten. We're getting our K five graduation, uh, you know, soon. And I think some of the key takeaways that at least I've had with podcasts, A is it's an easier medium to create content by far than blogging. And I think that's probably why I have such a hard time returning to blogging is because uh, <laughs> I can just get up on here and talk new stuff every week and then I'm done. <laughs> that's my content. Yeah. Now yeah i think if you want to create content and you have trouble writing balls, i think podcasting should be something that you try um i think another key takeaway is that the industry has evolved so much in the five years where it was like indie podcasts were more popular and then all of a sudden big guys came in and they started buying up these little shops or signing people now um Celebrity podcasts are really hot right now, but still, I think now we're kind of going back to the rise of the little small podcast that people are kind of refinding the love, especially now with some of this drama, this reply all drama specifically. Uh, that whole thing, it just there's these big podcasting studios still have issues. Like, that was the whole thing with BuzzFeed, and while we lost another round, it's the same thing that's happening with reply all and Gimlet, like behind the scenes, is that they're still. I can't white supremacy. Once again, there's racism, there's homophobia, there's sexism behind these large production studios. And so. The podcasts that do sound great and amazing have quality content really cool guests etc cetera, etc cetera. behind the scenes they're run by people who are garbage you know that's what happens mm-hmm. a lot of the times and so it's unfortunate that you know we lose the podcast and we lost another round i'm still not over it. i'm so upset about it like i don't think it'll be 2025 and i'll still be talking about how we lost heaven and tracy every week because buzzfeed was greedy like it wasn't a fantastic there was nothing wrong with another round as a, as a medium But BuzzFeed's podcasting whole fiasco is criminal. Like, the way they treated their engineers, they treated the team, it was just, it was abysmal. And now we will never hear another round again, probably. So I'm just, it is what it is. So that's kind of, um, I guess my takeaway is, like, A, we treat people nicely. If we want to get big, like, if we want to be bigger, if we get bigger, if we get bought out or whatever, I think it will be very important to us to stay core, stay close to our core values, um obviously money, is a that, like, we're not going to have to say no to money, money's great, but we will, if it doesn't align with our, you know, we're not going to do an ad for, like, oil here, because <laughs> like, it's not going to happen, like, it's not a thing that's going to happen, so, um, yeah, I think that's all, just my key takeaways is that, you know, we're going to keep our values and our integrity up to continue going through this for as long as we want to, and then, you know, continue to grow with our audience, and consistency is key, and I think just those are my high notes, at least.
1: Uh, my key takeaways are pretty much the same. I Oh my gosh, my dog is here and she's trying to be in the microphone, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my biggest key takeaway is kind of what you said. like the difference between um, blogging and podcasting it's it's very different. And you know, there's a lot of the elements are the same. You know, you're planning your editorial calendar. Uh, sometimes you have guest bloggers, things like that. But man, is it just a little bit like, faster, easier, quicker. It's just like, I feel like podcast podcasting, like one upped everything of blogging, if that makes sense. It's like your message gets to people more clear. You connect a little more deeply. It's a little faster to get out. It's a little easier to be consistent. Um, and I do love blogging and I still, I still enjoy reading blogs. I don't read them as often, but I still enjoy, you know, a good blog, but yeah, it's, it's definitely easier if you're looking, if you're like deciding, like I'm going to add a different, um, you know, like portion to what my offerings are. And like, I'm going to either add a blog or a podcast. I would say go with the podcast. I think that more people think that the blog is going to be easier, but I think that the podcast is, is actually easier. And yeah, I do think that there's just continually space for more podcasts. I think a lot of people are always concerned and they're like, oh, well, everyone I know when their mom has a podcast, like, is there room for me? And I'm like, well, is there room for another TV show? Like, did NBC and Fox stop creating sitcoms? Like, no, there's always more room for, you know, more seats at the table. So definitely just like pull up a chair and get started. Like that would be, that would be my key
0: takeaway. Um, if we could do anything differently.
1: <laughs> I'd say I... worry less about guests because yeah. that is something that we first started. I was like, oh my God, like if we don't have, an, like if our guests doesn't show up, which sometimes they don't, like if our guests <laughs> don't show up, like what will we do? And I feel like, you know, the reason that people keep coming back to the podcast is us, right? Like we have good guests and people will enjoy those guests. And, and sometimes a guest will bring us a new listener, which is wonderful, but they're not going to continue coming back unless they like us. So I would say worry less about guests. And as far as like actual guests, I would say there's only three guests that I regret having on. I won't say who they are, obviously, uh, but there are three interviews that I'm like, ooh, I wish that we didn't do those. I think when we actually took off of the thing. Um, so that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's only like three that I regret, two that you guys probably have access to. Um, but yeah, I think that like, You know, there was a time where we were like, oh my God, if we don't have a guest, like, what are we going to do? And now we're just like, you know, we're totally fine not having a guest. We always know that it's going to be a solid episode, 100%. And we'd rather wait and have the guests that are really, really fantastic and, you know... That, that would, that would be my thing is like, worry less about guests. Obviously, unless you are just hosting a completely, like if the whole point of your thing is interviews only, like you are speaking alone you don't have like a co-host or anything and and your whole thing is interviews, then yeah, then worry about guests a little bit more. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just know, just know your, um, your, what's the word I'm looking for? Just know like what your, like the way that you're laying it out and be confident in that. Um, and then you won't have any regrets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would do anything specifically super differently because it was finding The same with you; like we probably should have cared less about guests in the beginning. Um, yeah, because it did cause a little bit of a headache when somebody would ca- like we would we, we would, would act like it was the like episode. the world. Yeah,
1: I would write an episode it right be, there. Like, you'd so be annoying. trying to contact them. Like you'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna like we something must have happened," and so like you'd be like steady trying to contact them in every way i remember like you would like tweet at them like hi like we can't find you you're not answering and and you're not answering emails you're not answering your phone whatever and then i'd be writing the episode while we do that and we'd be so stressed about it and normally the episode would be great like nobody would probably have known that we just wrote it and it would be a great episode and yeah and you know it's it is wild to me to this day it'll never stop being wild to me that people book people who like you you I'm telling y'all, you would look at these people's like websites, like professional, whatever, and be shocked that they don't show up to like a a podcast appointment or things like that. But they literally just don't show up. And then like the, you know, hours later or the next day or two days later, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. Like this thing happened. And it's highly annoying because to me, I'm thinking you must have (laughs) died because for me to not show up and it, it to be something so casual, like I can't, you know what I mean? Like I can't imagine like treating it so casually. Like if I have an appointment with somebody, then I'm going to be there unless it's like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in traffic, or you know, like obviously, like people cancel for reasons that make sense. But I'm talking about people that just don't cancel; they don't show up, and we're like hunting them down, and we're like, are you okay?
0: You know? Yeah, I mean? but not even that. But them being like, okay, so when can I get on? And then we try to figure out and shuffle our schedule around to fit them in. And now we yep. have guidelines that say that's nothing. Yeah, like, which is yeah, I right think my biggest anymore. now. I think that's the biggest thing that I learned. um, Yes. Or at least my advice for new podcasters kind of moving towards that is that if you're going to have guests, have guidelines (laughs) to let them know what the expectations are so you can set the expectations up front. Because people will have you rescheduling them three
1: times. They really will. They will be like, oh, reschedule me again and again and again. And and just not. I'm show not up. a
0: scheduling podcast. I'm a I'm a business <laughs> podcast. Uh, and so no, the answer is So now. It's just a flat note. Like if you don't show up and you don't say anything, and it's twenty four hours we don't hear from you, then we never. You're you. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Uh, unless it's, it's something obviously something horrible happened. Uh there's exceptions, obviously, but yeah. we have never had that's someone not been the case. like blank on us for any serious reason other than they forgot. Like that's yep. <laughs> their own admittance of I forgot. It's like I was cooking popcorn and I forgot. And
1: and and I will say that like, so when we have someone cancel, they're normally like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And we're like, no, it's totally fine. Like things happen. But when we have someone who just doesn't show up, they're normally like, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Like they're not even like apologetic. They're just like, oh, like, I don't care that you two were sitting there for 30 minutes out of your workday, like not worrying about me or like worrying about me. And then like, now you have to make that time up later. Like there are normally people that aren't super apologetic about it, which makes it a lot worse.
0: (laughs) Because I'm like, at least be
1: sorry that you wasted our time, you know?
0: No, they're not. So yeah, if you, A, if you are trying to become a podcast guest, uh, I hope you're using a calendar so you know when your interviews are but if you are interviewing people once again I think you have some guidelines have a, a setup system where people get on their calendars like we send an invite uh, a lot of the time to say hey this is when the recording is going to go down we were using Calendly at some point for people to schedule in advance because we had a lot of people who we didn't know uh, prior to which that did that system did work out I think now we're more selective on who yeah. we're choosing and, and not really a lot of inquiries from random people but being more targeted so we don't because it's like neither neither one of us was
1: concerned about Bobby like you know we knew she was gonna show up but that was not a thing like
0: Um, yeah don't give up you know it's hard because I do see in a lot of the groups that I'm in and I think maybe if we had a different if we did have a different beginning we may have had a different outcome so I won't say that you know it just hang in there and it'll be better because I don't know when we started the podcast we thought it was gonna be absolute garbage and nobody was gonna listen to it And it blew up so quickly and it got featured so quickly that it was like, oh, uh, you know, oh crap, we have to keep doing this. We can't just opt out. Because I think we said four weeks. I think we said, like, you'll do the four, the month. See how it goes, and if it goes. Oh, well. I
1: only said that just to make you do it, but I always oh, okay. knew it would be awesome. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think it would. I was always like, "This is going to be great," and I like I go into everything with like the optimism and uh, confidence of like a mediocre white man. Like I really have <laughs> that. Just, but it's like it doesn't stay that way. But that's how I go into it. But like, there'll definitely be times like on the journey where I'm like, "It's trash," and then I'm like, "No, it's great." It's like there's no in between for me. Like I'm either like, "It's gonna." be fantastic and it's been, you know amazing and then like a month into it I'm like everyone hates it you know like I kind of do that <laughs> like go to both extremes but I had an idea that it would do well and the reason why is because our conversations did so well with just I think helping us like elevate our businesses and you know, having like a sounding board that was another creative like entrepreneur person. So I was like, I know that we can help some people, but I definitely don't think that I thought it would go on as long as it did. I don't think that I thought it would be as easy as it was. And it's helped me in ways that I don't think that I could have even predicted because I never, I didn't predict that there would be a pandemic and I would have to, um, you know, really shut down the service-based side of my business and really focus on the product side. Of my business so quickly, and that so many of my customers would be listeners. Like that's not something that I could have predicted. Um, and it's it's helped. Like even um, you know when I was doing server space, a lot of clientele have come from the podcast. So it's it's definitely helped in ways that I never thought. And also like with connecting us with people um you know we've we've met a lot of each other's um professional friends like through the podcast and then also like the some of the people that have reached out or that we've just found and we've been like wow I really like this person I like their vibe and then we've interviewed them and they've been fantastic so it's definitely like brought more into my life than I could have anticipated
0: yeah so definitely give it some time if you're just starting out it's not easy um be loud about it. I, I will say because it is a little bit more saturated now than it was when we started. It was saturated. Don't get me wrong. It was not that it wasn't, but people who look. People like that fell sport, off like, so how?
1: much faster than too, and when we first yeah. started, people would like start and then like you know one to three months later It'd be, like, be like, like I'm done. Yeah, I think people maybe take their time a little bit more to, lo- I think there's more information out there to learn now. And so maybe people are a little bit better prepared by the time they actually put one out. And I also see, again, a lot of already very established brands, businesses, whatever, then turning around and putting out podcasts
0: now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, get into groups. I will say um, just, yeah, take your time and get into some of the groups that are there. You, you will learn from people who've been there. there people are not really, I think when podcasting kind of started to become more mainstream, so quote unquote, people were very much like like indie artists. It's like I right, this is my thing. I'm not going to share my wealth. But once Paul Jarvis basically said, F that, and I, I, it is what it is. I'm here now, and I'm about to talk about it. I'm trying to make everybody into podcasting. And it kind of opened the doors for people like us to be able to do it and learn how to do it. And honestly, David had a podcast before we did. I just got all this stuff from David, yep. to be honest. He added a thing, and I was like, okay, cool. We're going to try to start a podcast. And he sent me his files and stuff, and that's kind of how it went. Like, and everything that
1: I learned was, like, honestly, just carrying stuff over from blogging. Which for yep, me exactly. and, and, and the roles that I play for our podcast, a lot of them are, again, again, still very similar to blogging. They're just like quicker and easier to do and more fun. <laughs> so. so
0: yeah, um, may, if, it, if it's not for you, it's fine to quit. But I will say, give it some time if you really like it. You will find your people. They're out there. They want to listen. They want to find you. But you need to make sure that you're out here yelling to them and say, hey, listen, uh, talking to your own community usually is not even with e-commerce this is a big thing people are not your friends are not your customers a lot of the time so your friends probably aren't your listeners either your listeners are people outside of your inner community a lot of the time so uh, i do have friends who listen and that's fine but i didn't i don't think i promoted to my friends i think i posted about it but i wasn't like listen to it i was kind of like please don't like thanks (laughs) uh, <laughs> I know, right?
1: When we yeah. first started, we were like, "Hey, we started podcast, but no one listened Okay, because we're yeah. weird about it. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. Uh, it's yeah, so I mean, funny because
1: people I know in real life will be like, "Oh, like I didn't realize that you have a podcast and you're like on it every week or what?" Like, you know, if I meet someone like who yeah, didn't I know know, us back every, then, every single person I meet because I don't know. yeah, like if I meet someone new, like I don't necessarily tell them, and unless they're like you know in business or whatever, and um. Like then they were like, Oh, like I listened to it and I really liked it. And I'm always like, Oh my gosh, like you heard my voice, like my podcast voice. And they're like, It just sounds like your regular voice. And I'm like, Well, that's so disappointing. <laughs> Cause I'm still not over like I remember when we first recorded and then I heard myself self later, I was in shock and I was like Oh my gosh, like, do you do y'all hear me? And you're like, what? And I'm like, do you hear that? And you're like, what? And I'm like, my voice. And you're like, yeah, that's what you sound like. Like, I don't know what you want from me. And I'm like, I just can't believe y'all like just let me walk around here sounding like that. Like, that's just whew. It's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot stick in. So I don't listen to a lot of past episodes unless I really, really like that guest and want to hear it. That's why I'm like, if I had to edit, this would never happen. Cause I would just edit my whole voice out. Cause I'd be like, this is wild. How do I sound like this? In my mind, I sound completely different. Um, So I would say if you're starting out, maybe you you
0: you sound like Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou. I do, I think (laughs) my voice is like way
1: deeper than it is. And I'm always shocked at like how high it is. I'm like, that's really shocking to me. Um, So if you're starting out and you are sensitive about those things, like maybe just don't listen after a while, like you just get over it. I'm like, it's not like I like automatically have like been like, Oh my God, I love the way my voice sounds. But I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, I don't care. People are listening and people are getting benefits from it and people are enjoying the podcast. And so that's, that's really what it's about. I don't record the podcast just so that I can listen back to it, you know? Um, so yeah, just get, d- just get out of your head. Don't worry about that. And I'd also say like, when it comes to equipment, like don't stress out so much, because you can get better equipment along the way as you learn. Um, I did not do that. I immediately was like, I need the best mic <laughs> that exists. And I was like, I refuse to record without it. But at the end of the day, like you will get equipment along the way. So don't worry too about ba- too much about that. Just know that you know your vision and know your like why you want to create it and what message you want to get to people and make sure you can execute that and make sure you're working with the right people. Whether that means having an amazing co-host like I do, whether you're bringing the right people onto the podcast or working with people behind the scenes, if you are lucky enough to have a big team. But again, like Angelica was talking about earlier, like sometimes that big team is terrible people. So just make sure that you're working with the right
0: people. I just unsubscribed from reply all while we're talking. I was like got to get out of here reply all. Sorry, you ruined your own life. You problematic podcast. Yep. Um anyway, some podcasts to let li- cuz I was looking trying to find the ones that I were going to save to listen to for formatting. So if you have you don't listen to a lot of podcasts, which is Fine if you want to start a podcast but don't listen. I don't think you should you have to. Like, I don't know who comes up with these rules that you must be a hardcore podcast fan before you start a podcast. I think you should listen to some in advance so you know what to do. So um I think this is what this is for is to give some examples of podcasts that are really well formatted. And unfortunately, a lot of these are the bigger money. They got the money behind them, the ones that I'm gonna recommend, but it does t- it taught me how to create an episode uh and the podcasts that i learned from actually a lot of them aren't around anymore they don't exist anymore which is sad um but these are ones that i still listen to to kind of learn especially when we were coming back from hiatus to kind of curb out our structure a little bit better and, and be more precise on how we wanted to do it so uh the ones that i do listen to that are at least business ones that i kind of align with what we're doing um how I Built This by Guy Raz, which is really an easy listen. He talks to the guests. Its interviews are really short, concise. He lets them really story tell their story, so it's not a lot of him talking. It's really like them telling them and him asking really good questions. And I really have enjoyed this. I've learned so much about all these businesses that I've never heard of. And in a second vein, um, Second Life is one that I always recommend just because it's, again, a really well-formatted business podcast, but it is talking about pivoting from one thing to another. So there is a mix of like, this is what you were doing before. This is what you're doing after. And we do that with this podcast. A lot of times we do, if people have a previous mm-hmm. like a job or career or something, we do talk about it. Because we don't want to not talk about this big pivot because it is important. Um, we talk about what you're doing like with Anna. When she came on with you, we talked about what she was doing before. And then she had kids. And then how did she pivot into creating, you know, Love Doesn't Harm. So that type of thing. Um, so that's really... I think those two would be my big two in terms of formatting that I listen to. Of course, if you have a different type of podcast, if you have an entertainment podcast or pop culture, um, there are different versions of things to listen to in your... um, So I just always recommend maybe going to Apple Podcasts, clicking on a couple, listen to how they're talking, listen to how they format their ads, um, listen to the vocal inflections, listen to how they, they approach the subject matter. But I will say having clear and concise segments, if you are like a show with multiple parts is really key to keeping your audience looped in because once you start just talking to talk, people tend to fall off. They're like, this was great, but at some point they need guidance on what to look forward to, so. Yeah.
1: Completely agree. Um, I'm really into the way that the papaya podcast is structured. I just started listening to it. So I've been listening to like the newer episodes and not the older ones. It's been out for a while, not like forever. I think like maybe a year or two. Um, She has a very big following on Instagram. And it's one of those many things where it's like I followed her, just had no idea about the podcast. Um, So I followed her, liked her content on there. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to the papaya podcast. I like how it's laid out. I really like how they, um, do their ads because they just feel like a little bit more organic and they're really on brand for her. Like she picks stuff that you know that she would actually use and talks about it in a way that she's just talking to a friend. And so you're like, oh, okay. And she has sometimes larger ads that are in the middle of her podcast, like in the middle of the recording, which if you haven't, you know, if you don't do any podcasting, a lot of times those are worth more money, right? People will pay more money for that. So that's why you do that. That's why you have that ad break in the middle and as opposed to sometimes at the beginning or the end. Um, so it might be like annoying to someone listening, but that's, that's why they're doing it in that particular part, but I feel like she does such a good job at making it not annoying. And a lot of times they, they talk about heavy stuff on her podcast. So she kind of will put those ad breaks into where you kind of need a moment to like, take a breath and like absorb that information that you just got, especially if it was just like a little bit heavier. Um, so I love like the pacing of it when it comes to how the uh, interview is laid out, the question she's asking, where she puts the ads and all those things. So yeah, Papaya Podcast, I would highly recommend that one. This one is almost like cheating. So Archwell Audio, which is the podcast that uh, Meghan Markle yes. and Harry have – so obviously that's that's they've got to have like the best team ever, right? Because they're like former Royals, Royals, whatever you want to call them. Um, but oh my gosh, is that it? Like they've only put out like two episodes basically, but they are beautiful. Like that's the only way that I can describe it. I know it's a podcast episode, but it's beautiful. It had me like almost in tears. They were sharing just like some, like just beautiful storytelling, just, just really beautiful. And they brought in so many different people to speak on the episode. And it wasn't actually a long episode, but it had such a very strong emotional impact in a short amount of time. It was beautifully constructed. Um, So I would highly suggest listening to that, of course, don't expect Mm -hmm. that you have to do that or that your podcast will be, you know, laid out like that, but it's just kind of like, this is like, you know, the best, the best when it comes to piecing everything together. Um, but another one that I like that isn't, uh, at, you know that level of fancy um is black girl and Ohm. and what i think they do yeah. a really good job of is like immediately setting the mood i don't know like if they have it's a team or whatever it's like the, but they yeah, yeah they as soon them. as they as soon as you turn it on you're like you just feel like oh like i'm you just feel calmer immediately and i love that in the beginning they set that mood immediately and then they let you know who it's for like who is supposed to be here? Who's and but they do it in a way that doesn't make it feel um, like exclusive or anything like that. It still feels inclusive, but they let you know this is who this is for. But you also, I don't know, I, I, it's for me, so maybe that's why I feel this way. But I also feel like you know, if John's listening to it, he doesn't feel like I need to get up and run away. Like he still feels calm and he still feels like, oh, I'm so ready to hear about this. So just the, the way that they just, even from the very beginning, it just lets you know, like, this is the mood you're going to be in. This is the, the headspace we want you in to receive this information. So they do such a great job at that. So yeah, those would be my three, the Papaya podcast, Archwell audio and black girl and all, all very different, all very different, like um structures, different layouts, different editing styles, but they've all done a really great job at creating um a podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean hey, Lauren Ash has done a phenomenal job of growing that brand for Black Grown Home. And then um similar to Black Grown Home, I feel like hand in hand goes Hey girl, that is um by yes. Alex Hill. And they, mm-hmm. it's very similar. Like, the tone is set immediately once... They, like, I can hear the music. It's just, like, it's melodic. It's very soft talking. It's very descriptive. It's just very uh, easy to, to get into. Like, you just know you're going to get kind of like a soul cleansing conversation with those two and it does the arch i haven't listened to the Archroll um audio podcast but it, it reminds me of the lena durham podcast that she had which was good it makes me so mad because that
1: podcast was i really know good. it um, really was we've said that on here before and it is good like it's it was wild that it's it was really it really was good really,
0: I'm, I'm We I'm, don't, don't like, like her at all, simple, but it's you know, else That has that similar uh, feeling and feel good feeling. I would say not- that
1: the way that this was edited is even like way better than that because they really had so many people speaking yeah. on a subject and yeah, just brought it together beautifully. And John is not a huge podcast listener, but he listened to that and absolutely loved
0: it. I love this. Okay. Well, that is pretty much it um if you are new into podcasting for starting a podcast let us know so we can go listen so we can rate and review on yours because i'm sure you have been rating a review with us as well so we can uplift you so we can post about it on our social to get people to come listen to you because we do want to make sure that people are feeling uplifted when they're starting and trying new things and i think podcasting is one of those things where it's not worth gatekeeping there's billions of dollars in the podcast industry um Several newsletters you can subscribe to to hear about all the money that they throw around up in this industry because it's just so lucrative. The return on ads is so lucrative; it's built companies like Casper, HelloFresh, you know, Blue Apron are what they are because of the podcasting industry. It has nothing else to do with other than podcasting. It's not anything else other than they bought podcast ads on really popular podcasts, and that is how they blew up. So you know, if you trade stocks and you see how well those companies are doing now. Uh, especially Casper specifically, I think about because it just it it was a podcast mattress. It's a mattress in a box that I heard about on all my favorite podcasts. and the the idea of just sending podcast hosts the product really, and that was pretty much it. And that's what blew it up and made it run with it. So podcasting is an industry that's that has longevity. It's innovative. It is changing. It does have ebbs and flows, and you will hear much like blogging. People like blogging is dead. Bloggers still make money. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. Bloggers still make money. Old blogs get Big really money. good traffic. Uh, so I don't listen to those types of things. Like, if you just aren't interested in something anymore, that's on you. But those industry influencers are still a thing. Like, that stuff is still going to happen. We are kind of outside of the traditional media bubble as we knew it and we have new things and I think you should get into it and become a part of it if you are interested. So that's really what the episode was for. Just kind of give you guys a review on what we've been doing with podcasting and I hope you did enjoy it.
1: And if you start a podcast, please definitely let us know. We would love to support you. Um, So just, you know, slide into our DMs or just jump on Heart and Hustle Podcasts um, Instagram and, you know, leave us a comment. Like, you know, go ahead and shoot your shot in in the comments and let let other people know because if you think that it's something that our listeners would enjoy, we would love if they head over to your podcast as well. So. Bye. Bye.